This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. This is David Niven with a welcome to Stars Over Hollywood, presented by Carnation Evaporated Milk. Art Ballinger. Welcome to Hollywood, home and workshop of the world's most glamorous people. Each week, Stars Over Hollywood is brought to you by Carnation, the world's favorite brand of evaporated milk. And today we present Fantasy Impromptu, starring David Niven. Ladies, when you buy milk, remember that no other kind of milk has as many uses as Carnation. Carnation for cooking. Carnation for coffee. Carnation for baby feeding. Yes, it's Carnation bringing you stars over Hollywood. And speaking of stars, here's a man who commutes between continents and makes fine pictures wherever he goes. David Niven. Thank you, Art. If I remember correctly, David, the last picture you made in Hollywood was MGM's Soldiers 3. What have you been doing since then? Well, to make it very brief, I went to England to make a picture called Appointment with Venus. And I came back to New York and did a play on Broadway... Then I took a brief holiday in Barbados, and here I am. Uh, nothing about that new novel of yours? Oh, yeah, thank you. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's a book called Once Over Lightly, published about two months ago. And from what we're told, doing very well, too. Right now, before today's performance, let's pay our respects to Carnation, the milk that gives you such miraculous results in all your milk cooking. For producing rich flavor and rich quality in recipes, there's nothing like Carnation evaporated milk. Carnation adds richness because it's more than double rich. Deep-colored and heavy, just like cream. And here's where Carnation is really different from any other form of milk. Carnation is specially heat-refined for smoother blending with other cooking ingredients. Yes, you'll notice a difference in quality, a difference in flavor, a difference in your milk bills, too, when you cook with Carnation, the milk from contented cows. Now, Act One of Fantasy Impromptu, starring David Niven in the role of Eric Lindsay. Curtain going up. This is a story of jealousy and the tragedy and torment it brought into the lives of three people. Eric Lindsay, world-famous concert pianist, Nora, his lovely young wife, and David Warren, noted surgeon and mutual friend of Eric and Nora. As our story opens, Dr. Warren, recently returned from abroad, is enjoying a reunion with his friends over the Lindsay dinner table. Oh, really, it's amazing, Nora. Five years ago, I thought I knew all there was to know about surgery, but all these new methods... <laughs> oh, well, let's not talk about me. I seem to have monopolized the conversation right through cocktail, soup, and salad. How about one of you taking over the entree? Oh, but David, it's so interesting. I love it. Don't you, Larry? Yes, of course. In fact, I was seriously considering performing a double suture tree pan on the on the roast beef, if I make myself clear. Oh, <laughs> Larry. I think you'd better just stick to a simple incision. <laughs> I must say, the closest I want to get to blood is medium rare. There <laughs> you are, David. Oh, thank you. Oh, it looks delicious. Oh, and Nora, if you still have the same cook, 
I'll probably overestimate my capacity, as usual, on this Yorkshire pudding. Oh, you'd better not let Annie hear you say that. She'll dream up a steak and kidney pie that will really throw you. Threatening me again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, did you hear that? I heard it. You two must have enjoyed a few dinners together while I was on tour. As I remember, we haven't had Yorkshire pudding since Kate left. And Kate never could get the hang of Yorkshire pudding. David had dinner with me on the 3rd of April. You were in Philadelphia, darling. I wrote you all about it, remember? Oh, yes, of course. I fully intended to write and thank you for taking such good care of my wife in my absence, David. She has a wonderful memory for dates, hasn't she? I couldn't forget that date, Eric. It was our anniversary. Our anniversary? Mm. Yes, of course. Well, David, I hope you enjoyed our anniversary. Well, as a stand-in for true love, I'm afraid I was pretty much a flop. However, Nora is a charming hostess always. Yes, I'm sure she is. Well, and how was your tour, Eric? Flowers up to here, I suppose, and, and squeals of ecstasy from dithering dowagers. That covers it very neatly. Somehow I'm always sorry for the husbands of those women. They must find themselves utterly baffled. Oh, no, no, I've met a lot of them. They're really good fellows, fundamentally. They just got into that rut because they don't like the idea of striking a woman. Oh, David, don't tell me you recommend it. Well, of course, not as a usual method of procedure. But some of these legalized parasites might have a little more respect for Papa if he came out of his corner fighting once in a while. Well, then, Eric should be glad he's married to a woman who's very lazy and thoroughly contented to let him be the head man in her life. Oh, dear. Just as I suspected. She adores you, Eric. Does she? Oh, Eric. Well, if I could ever be so fortunate as to meet a woman who would love me as much as Nora loves you, Eric, I'd, uh, I'd marry her tomorrow and thank God for the privilege. Well, tell me about you, Nora. Is your book coming along? No, David, I've given it up. Oh, Nora, no, you mustn't. That's sabotage. The world needs your sense of humor. Excuse me. Eric, you haven't finished. I've quite finished, thank you. Oh, dear. What's the matter with him? Or did I say something wrong? No, no, it's just a sore spot with Eric. My writing. He doesn't want me to write. Oh, but why in heaven's name? You were a successful writer before you ever met Eric. It isn't taking anything away from him. He thinks it is, I'm afraid. Oh, but, Nora, I don't understand. Neither do I. Oh, David. Something has happened to him. Something vicious, unexplainable. If he'd only talk to me, tell me what's hurting him. Listen. Chopin. He always plays that when he's angry. Or hurt. Oh, that's ridiculous. Behaving like a spoiled child. We'd better go in. Yes. Let's go through here, along the terrace. David, hmm? wait. Let's just stand here and listen. Yes, of course. You aren't cold. No, no. Oh, and his hand's beautiful, David. Strong and sensitive. Oh, David. I love him so much. I know, Nora. Believe me, I know. They're on the terrace. I can feel it. Standing close to one another. Nora's shoulders touching his. I know he loves her. Perhaps she loves him. Wants to take her in his arms. Oh, she's so warm, so lovely. Why do they torture me? Why can't they be honest and tell me they love each other? I am... Well, why didn't you come in? I know you're standing there in those shadows, hating me, wishing I were dead. Eric, darling, you mustn't say 
nothing. As true, isn't it? No, Eric. I've watched you. Standing together, laughing at the way you put it over me. Now, Eric, you're not well. I'm afraid that tour has been too... Maybe you'd like to have me put away for a while. Maybe you'd like to to prove that I'm insane. Eric, you must Well, I'm not. And I have my opinion of a man who sneaks behind my back under the guise of friend. I am your friend. But I'm Nora's friend, too, and you're hurting her, Eric. She's hurt me. Oh, no, Eric. How has she hurt you? By being loyal, understanding, loving you more than a man deserves to be loved? You don't know anything about it. Please go, David. Nora, it's listen. It's happened to... before. I can manage. All right. All right, Nora, but promise me one thing. If you need me, call me. Will you promise me that, please? I promise, David. Good night. suitcase. I'm leaving, Eric. But, but you can't. I can. I've got to. But why, why, where are you going? I don't know. Oh, no, darling. Look, look, look. Look, I'm sorry. Please believe me, I am sorry. You're always sorry. Every time. And then it happens all over again. But, Nora, look. I love you, Eric. I'll always love you. But you won't believe it. And it's no use going on. But, but, Nora, darling, please. You haven't any friends, Eric. You've driven them all away. There was only David left. And now he's gone, too. No, you can't leave me. Look, I've been working too hard. I'll stop, darling. We'll take a vacation. I'm tired of your suspicion, Eric. I haven't deserved it, ever. And I haven't the strength to fight it any longer. Oh, Nora, be patient with me, I darling. I have been patient. Maybe if I go away, you'll have a chance to think things over. Maybe you'll be able to see how near you've come to... smashing something that could have been very precious to both of us. I won't let you it's go! too late. Oh. I know. You're going to meet David. Well, you are, aren't you? No, Eric. I think I'm going to meet me again. Bye. Nora! David. She's gone to David. Nora! David! I know you're at home. You've turned out the lights, but I know you're there. Let me in! I'll smash the door! Hey, 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 what's going on? What are you trying to do? Who are you? Eric? Oh, what in heaven's name is wrong? Oh, David, you... You, you weren't at home. Obviously not. I, I thought that you and... You and Nora... Nora? Where is she, David? Where is she? I don't know where she is. Now, look, Eric, you've got to get hold of yourself. This is sheer madness. But she, she's gone. I, I thought she came to you. Nonsense. Why would she come to me? Here, I'll unlock the door. And you come in, Eric. We'll have a brandy and talk this thing over. Wait, I'll get the light. There we are. Just sit down, Eric. I won't be a moment. I'm sure things aren't as bad as you imagine them to be, Eric. Here you are. Thank you. Eric, you... Your hand is bleeding. Oh, good Lord, you must have heard it when you beat on the door. Let me have a look at it. It's numb. I... I can't feel anything. David! David! I couldn't hold the glass! And 
so the curtain falls on the first act of today's radio drama, Fantasy Impromptu, starring David Niven and brought to you by Carnation Evaporated Milk. Before we return to the second act, here is Carnation's home service director, Mary Blake, with a B for your Easter bonnet. Thank you, Art. You know, friends, Easter being the very special day it is, Easter breakfast calls for something both special and appropriate. But, Mary, I should think eggs would be the appropriate breakfast for Easter, and yet there's certainly nothing special about eggs. Well, that all depends on how you fix them, Art. For example, I have a recipe for Easter morning scrambled eggs that makes a regular banquet breakfast. If you mean adding two tablespoons of undiluted carnation to each egg used, Mary, I agree. Carnation does wonders for scrambled eggs. Well, adding two tablespoons of undiluted carnation to each egg used is important, Art. But there's something more. Before you pour the beaten eggs mixed with carnation into the frying pan, first put in half cup of finely chopped raw vegetables such as carrot, celery, green pepper, and onions. When these are nicely browned, then add the beaten eggs and call the family to breakfast. Mary, that sounds really good. Two tablespoons of carnation to each egg used and a half cup of finely chopped raw vegetables. And just like that, a delicious breakfast of Easter morning scrambled eggs. A dish well worth trying. Thanks, Mary Blake, for another fine suggestion on how to cook better with carnation evaporated milk. Carnation, more than double rich to give richer flavor. Heat refined to promote a smoother blending of cooking ingredients. Why don't you cook with carnation, starting today? now to the second act of Fantasy Impromptu, starring David Niven in the role of Eric Lindsay. Thinking Nora has gone to David Warren, Eric, in a fit of jealous fury, has smashed his fist against David's door, severely injuring his hands. As our scene opens, Nora is talking with David in his office. His hands were never meant for anger, Nora. When he smashed his fist against the door, he injured a nerve. It's paralyzed his fingers. Oh, David. What will he be able to play again? Not unless he makes up his mind to try. You mean he doesn't want to? Now, Nora, I've done everything there is to be done from a medical standpoint, but I, I can't operate on his mind, and that's where the trouble lies now. Eric is obsessed with the idea that his hand is completely done for, won't make any attempt to use it. I thought perhaps if you were to talk oh, to I him... Oh, I will. Oh, I will. I hadn't gone away. Does he blame me, David? No, no, not at all. In fact, he's pretty much ashamed of himself. I don't know when I've been so sorry for anyone. I understand, David, because I know Eric. He's always tucked things away inside himself. Where is he, David? You're very quiet, Eric. What are you thinking about? Hmm? Oh, nothing in particular. I've been watching the light on your hair. I guess I've been thinking how glad I am you're here. I'm glad, too. Oh, I hope you mean that. I love you, Nora. I'm stupid about a lot of things, but I'm absolutely certain about that. I'd do almost anything to make up for the unhappiness I've caused you. Even... Oh, Eric... Won't you try to play again? You know that's impossible. I'm sure it isn't, darling. Your hand is ever so much better. David said so. What does David know about it? Just because he's performed a lot of 
high-sounding medical hocus-pocus doesn't prove anything. It isn't his hand, it's mine. It's no good, Nora. You could only try, Eric. I tried. The day I came back from the hospital, I did but try. But two months ago. You haven't gone near the piano since I came back. Oh, you don't understand. Don't you suppose I'd play if I could? Can't you realize I'd give anything to feel life in these useless fingers again? Eric. Music was my life, the only thing I knew. Can't you see, Nora? There's nothing left. Nothing. That's not quite true, Eric. There's always something left. Oh, life, I suppose. And sunshine. And God's in his heaven, all's right with the world, poppycock. I wasn't thinking of that particularly. It's just... It's just the old law of compensation, darling. You've always been good to me. And now it's, it's my turn to look after you. What do you mean? Well, it's just a... Well, I finished my book, Eric. Your book? Yes, Receipt for Loyalty. The one I started the year we came back from your London tour. But Nora... I, I know, I know, dear. You didn't want me to write then. Oh, you were very masterful. Wanting to do it all yourself, darling. But now... But now it's different. That's what you were going to say, wasn't it? I can't look after you anymore. I'm a cripple. Someone has to pay the grocer. That's what you meant, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, please, Eric. I didn't mean it that way. Well, I won't let you. I'll... I'll take pupils before I let you support me. Oh, why won't you see my side of it? It isn't as though I were going out to scrub floors. Writing is fun. I love it. And it's only for a little while. Your hand will be better any day now. David says it's I don't be... care what David says. My hand is dead, Nora. Look at it. Dead. There's no strength in it. No, I'll... I'll teach. I'll put an ad in the paper tomorrow. Erstwhile genius, crippled by his own fury, will accept charity from aspiring peasants. I can still look after you, Nora. No, no. Keep the hand cupped. Like this. Loosen the wrist. There, now, try it again. just about to ring. So you're coming up the path. Come in, David. Eric has a pupil. He'll be through very soon. I can't stay. I was just driving in from New Rochelle. <laughs> I ran out to see a brand new nephew. Little fellow looks just like me, heaven help him. Anyway, I, I couldn't resist stopping off here for a minute. Oh, David, I'm so glad to see you. Nora. Let's go to the library where we can talk. Oh, David. Oh, Nora. Nora, you mustn't. Yes, sit down. Oh, now listen here, I won't stand for any nonsense, you know. I'm all right, David, really. Can a lady enjoy her own nerves once in a while? I told you it wasn't going to be easy. It's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. He's like a hurt child, David. I just want to put my arms around him, cry until the ache has gone out of me. I know. When you love someone, it's, it's seven kinds of perdition, just... Standing by, watching them break their hearts without being able to help. He looks so tired, beaten. Oh, David, isn't there something more I can do? Has he tried to play at all? Not even once. I've listened outside the music room and held my breath, said my prayers. But the minute a pupil leaves, he closes the piano and walks away from it. Like a carpenter who's finished a job and put his tools away. Oh. Well, hang on a little longer, Nora. Something's got to happen. Oh, 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 by the way, 
When is that book of yours coming out? Hmm? I'm oh. anxious to read it. My sense of humor needs a transfusion. Well, it's out. <laughs> oh? Haven't you read the reviews? I thought that might be why you came, to offer sympathy. Well, the reviews, they, they aren't bad. Well, it's true. That's bad. Here, read them. I've saved everyone. Just to remind me in case I ever again make the mistake of believing in myself. Oh, Nora. Well, don't look so miserable. It's quite all right. I don't know. Oh, Nora, would you... Oh, David. I didn't know you were here. Hello, Eric. What did you want, Eric? The lesson finished? Yes, the young lady wants to know something or other. Advanced instruction or something. I said you'd talk to her. Oh, of course. Excuse me, David. It won't take long. Oh, David, I must say I wasn't expecting to see you this evening. Well, I was driving in from New Rochelle. I just thought I'd stop by and have a look at that hand. According to my chart, it's nearly in condition for a personal appearance. You know that isn't so. I know it is so. Your hand is as good as mine, Eric. But if you won't believe it, there's nothing more to be done. And personally, I'm through with the whole thing. Thank you for leaving off. I haven't left off. I've got so much to say to you. Eric, look, you've smashed your own life. But why did you have to drag Nora along with you? What do you mean? I mean these reviews of her book. Good Lord, Eric, don't you realize what you've done to her? Here, listen to this one. The first three chapters give infinite promise of the brilliance we have learned to expect of Nora Mather. Eric, she wrote those three chapters shortly after you were married. She was happy then, madly in love with you. She believed in you. And that's the most important part of it. Now, look here. No, listen to the rest of it. It goes on. But somewhere along the line, the sparkle went out of it. And the subsequent chapters bogged down pathetically and sank under the weight of their own obvious effort to be amusing. That's where you came in, Eric. With your stubborn, maladjusted ego. You took the heart out of her. You left her with nothing to hold on to but the tattered remnant of a faith in you. She doesn't mind about the book. Oh, of course she doesn't mind. It's only a symbol of her love for you. But, Eric, she was brilliant. And you killed that when you wouldn't even even try to play again. I can't, David. Believe me, I, I can't. Oh, I hope that's true, Eric. I hope with all my heart that you never touch a piano again. You? You hope? David, why? Because I love Nora. And that's my only chance of winning her away from you. Good night, Eric. David. I've tried every place in my room. I've called everyone in my know. Oh, David, it's been three weeks. Thank you for driving me, David. You shouldn't have bothered just so far. Oh, nonsense. You don't think I'd let you drive all the way up to the lake by yourself? Why do you think we'll find him here? It's my last hope, David. We spend our honeymoon beginning of happening. Everything I loved. Look, David, look. Lights. There's a light in the car. Oh, Nora, please, it might be someone else. No! No, it's Eric. Listen, David, listen, he's playing. Eric's playing. Oh, thank you, David, thank you. Nora! Nora, you came. Yes, Eric, I came. Because I wanted to be with you. Oh, my darling. Oh, I've made such a mess of things. It wasn't my hand that was hurt. It was my thinking and my mind. Don't say anything, Eric, don't. Because they're both well now. Oh, please. 
Just play for me. All right. It says better than I can that I'll love you, my darling. Forever. So the curtain comes down on the final act of this week's Stars Over Hollywood show as presented by Carnation Evaporated Milk and starring David Niven. In just a moment, we'll have news about next week's show. Meantime, how about a curtain call, David Niven? Right, Art. Especially since it gives me a chance to remind my two small boys listening that if there's no piano practice today, there'll be no porridge tonight. How, uh, how old are David and Jamie, by the way? Well, David's nine and Jamie's six, Art. Oh, um, here's a snapshot I took in the yard last weekend. Say, now there are a couple of huskies, David. They have all the earmarks of having been raised on carnation milk. You know, carnation babies get all the advantages. Because of carnation's wonderful supply of milk minerals and vitamin D, carnation babies get just what it takes to develop good, sound teeth and fine, sturdy bones. They're safe with carnation, too. Doubly safe. Because carnation is pasteurized and then sterilized after the can is sealed. Take those advantages plus the fact that carnation is so easy for babies to digest, and you can see why eight out of ten mothers who use carnation say their doctor recommended it. The ideal milk for babies. Carnation is the milk every doctor knows. At this point, David, we'd like to show our appreciation for your fine performance today by giving you this bouquet to take home to your lovely wife. Red and white carnations, just like those pictured on every can of carnation evaporated milk. Well, thank you, Art. That's very kind. And right now, I'd like to ask you what you plan for next week's show. Our star on next Saturday's Stars of a Hollywood show will be Honest Harold himself. Which could only mean my friend Hal Perry. Right, David, and he's doing a very amusing piece called Cupid is a Hobo. <laughs> well, I'll be listening. But for now, it's goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, David Niven. The story on today's Stars of a Hollywood was written by Barbara Berry. Supporting Mr. Niven were Lorene Tuttle and Larry Dobkin. Music was composed and directed by Rex Corey. The program was directed by Don Clark. Ladies, when you shop for groceries today, be sure to have Carnation, the world's favorite brand of evaporated milk, on your shopping list. No other kind of milk has as many uses as Carnation. Carnation for cooking. Carnation for coffee. Carnation for baby feeding. Good, good, good. For milk that's extra good, you should get the brand that's called Carnation. Rich, rich, rich. For milk that's creamy rich, you should get the brand that's called Carnation. And now for the Carnation Company and Stars Over Hollywood... This is Art Ballinger, suggesting that you be sure to see the George Burns and Gracie Allen television show brought to you by Carnation Evaporated Milk. Tune in every Saturday and hear the world's greatest motion picture stars in person on Stars Over Hollywood. Next Saturday, we present that perennial favorite, Hal Perry, in Cupid is a Hobo. Stars Over Hollywood presents, in person, such glamorous personalities as Joan Crawford, Cornell Wilde, Anne Dvorak, John Payne, Lisbeth Scott. Stars of Hollywood brings to you, in person, actors you've seen in motion pictures and heard on radio. Actors whom you know. 
for the world's greatest stars presented in person, here stars over Hollywood every Saturday. Stay tuned now for Grand Central Station, which follows immediately over most of these stations. Stars over Hollywood comes to you from our Hollywood studios and is heard in Canada over the Dominion Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. This is the CBS Radio Network. Thank you.